Welcome back to the Library Lowdown Quiz Showdown Part 2. Part 2. The all, deuce. All the games that wouldn't fit into Part 1. The the library kids are calling it the deuce. The deuce. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy because that first episode, we had a wonderful couple of games. Um, what were they again, Charles? Yeah. So we had... <laughs> so long ago. We had Library Password. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I'm trying to remember who, who won that. Oh, that's right. My team won. Uh, that's right. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> Something seemed fishy about that. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good game. It was. It was and all fair and square. We also had Brian on for Bluff the Librarian. Yes. Oh, man. I love that. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that's just a little taste of what you're going to get in this episode. More library quiz games that's right we have library jeopardy yes library jeopardy where you and i are going to go head to head that's true in a <laughs> we'll match see. to the death no i hope battle not. royale battle, yeah um and and uh for the the title of who i don't know yeah library and speaking of titles we yes. also have the Wheel of Fiction, Wheel where of Fiction. we will have some librarians in to guess book titles. Yeah, and not only librarians. So we have two uh, readers' advisory librarians, and readers' advisory are those are the folks that read a ton of books and have really great suggestions for you. It can really uh, help you find stuff that you like that you will like. Mm -hmm. um, but we also brought in one of our collection team members, right? And they are the ones that are also really well read, and they're choosing the materials that you will find on the shelf in our collection. That's true. And you know what? We really we're, we're stinkers. <laughs> <laughs> our questions were so hard, and uh, uh, we'll see how they handle them. Right. I, th I think they were good sports, but yeah. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. They were good sports, but I, I really feel like it reflects poorly on us. It's like, <laughs> why why do we have to treat nice librarians like that? Well, they need a challenge every once in a while. It, they And they did rise to the challenge. They and did. Uh, Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Well, let's get started. Yeah. You are listening to Did You Hear? 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 Johnson County Library Podcast. With hosts Dave Carson and Charles Howard. We are coming to you from the Central Resource Library in Overland Park, Kansas. This is your Library Insider. Library Jeopardy. Now entering the studio are today's contestants. Welcome to Library Jeopardy. I am your host, Austin, one of the ILL librarians here. And tonight we have our two contestants, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Charles. I am an information specialist at the Central Resource Library. Happy to be here. Uh, my name's Dave. You might know me from the Did You Hear podcast, <laughs> but I'm on the web content team here at the Johnson County Library. All right. So if you're ready, we'll get started with tonight's categories. Now, these are the rules of Jeopardy. I'm sure you know. You must answer in the form of a question. Yeah. And we do have Double Jeopardy and mm. Final Jeopardy. All right. Okay. Yes. All right. The categories are Locations and Vocations. <laughs> 
Dewey decibels. <laughs> Events and e-resources, potent potables, and Joko library jumble. Woohoo! Yeah. All right. All right, Charles, would you like to select the first category? Yeah, let's go with locations and vocations. For? For 100. Okay. This employee processes materials, pulls holds, shelves materials, and contributes to discussions of efficient materials handling for the library. Dave. Is that a clerk? That is a circulation clerk. Woo! Good job. <laughs> Buzzed in too quick. All right. Oh, I get to choose that. Okay. Uh, let's jump over to uh, potent potables. <laughs> Oh, oh, for for 100. Potent Potables for 100. Okay, now Potent Potables. Answer with an author or book title that pairs with an adult beverage. For example, we might give you the clue, an American espionage novelist and a cocktail made from gin, lemon juice, sugar, and carbonated water. The answer would be Tom Clancy Collins. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Potent Potables for 100. Bloody... Oh. (laughs) I think it might have bloody in the title. Yeah, yeah. The, these are the, the mm. answers and questions are flipped around on this one. Okay, read Frankenstein while enjoying this spicy tomato drink. Charles, what is Bloody Mary Shelley? He got it. Yes. Let's try another one. Potent potables for two hundred. Both Pee Wee Herman and Harper Lee could be, get behind this cocktail. Dave. What is Tequila Mockingbird? <laughs> Dave got it. <laughs> oh, right, right. It's like I've never seen the show before. <laughs> it's okay. I've uh, never hosted it before either. How about Joko Library Jumble for 100? Okay. The, the year our 6x6 six six early literacy program launched. Mm, Charles? Was that... 20 or I'm going to go 2008. Got it. Wow. Nice. I was going to say 2009. But... <sighs> uh, uh, let's go over to the events and e-resources for 100. Okay. These two e-newspapers have post in their names. Dave. Blue Valley Post and Shawnee Mission Post. Got it. Nice. Good job. Thank you. Oh, yeah, right. Um, Hey, let's do Dewey Decibels. Not Dewey Decimal. Dewey Decibels um, for 100. Okay. This call number... uh, 978.1 presents materials related to the history of this state, whose motto is Ad Astra Per Aspera. Charles, is that, uh, or what what is Kansas? Where is Kansas? (laughs) Where is Kansas? Kansas? (laughs) Why why is Kansas? (laughs) Who is Kansas? (laughs) That was fun. Uh, Let's do another. Dewey Decibels 200. Those who fail to learn this, the 900s, are doomed to repeat it. Charles. Charles. What is history? Correct. Okay. 
I think our listeners will um, notice that um, I actually uh, was first <laughs> and that this game now has an asterisk. <laughs> uh, let's go to our judges panel. <laughs> Maybe you can get the next one. Do we decibels 300? All right. This power folk punk local trio features brothers D, Isaiah, and Solomon. Dave. That would be Radke. That is correct. Nice. Oh, and uh, let's go ahead and close out that category with uh, number 400. Or do we have five, uh, five questions in each? There are four questions. Four, okay. All right. Uh, you will find yourself mysteriously pulled to books the nu- with the number 538. Dave. Magnetism. Correct. Uh, that's a tricky one. Uh, let's jump. Let's go back to uh, Potent Potables for 300. It's the daily double. All right. Your current score is 11, and you're risking it all. A true daily double? Yes. Oh, Because we go big and bold on the Did You Hear podcast. Yes. I guess. I don't know. Okay. Uh, perhaps Judy Bloom's most famous book and this tequila cocktail that is often served in a salt-rimmed glass. Salt-rimmed glass, probably a margarita. Um, Judy Bloom. Are you there, God? It's me, Margarita. And he gets it for the true daily double. <laughs> bringing him up to 2,200 points. Still anybody's game. Still anybody's game. Sure. Um, Let's go back to locations and vocations. 200. Okay. This westernmost branch of the Johnson County Library is truly a bank of knowledge. Charles, is that the Edgerton? uh, Or what is the Edgerton? (laughs) How do you phrase Jeopardy? (laughs) It's a question. I mean... Is that? Is it? <laughs> what is the Jeb? What what is the Jeopardy? What is the, what is the Edgerton branch? Is Correct. Final answer. Final answer. <laughs> Wrong show, but like you'll take it. A friend, please. <laughs> I'd like to phone all the previous county librarians and double check. I'll go with locations and vocations three hundred. Okay. This branch opened in 1969 and received the Excellence in Design Medal from the Kansas City chapter of the American Institute of Architecture. What? Charles, (laughs) what is the Cedar Row branch? And he gets it. That was a I've been on Neo more recently than you. (laughs) The, the, The tour, they go around all the branches and... That's one of the facts that they tell us on the tour. So I had a little inside knowledge from, okay. from that. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Um, let's clear out the category. Locations and vocations, 400. Okay. Uh, 83rd Street changes its names a few times as it heads west from State Line, but it has the honor of being within a block of this many JCL library branches. Hmm. Dave, uh, four. 
four. It is within a block of DeSoto, Lenexa, Central, and Corinth. 83rd Street? It's what it is what whoever wrote these questions, it's what I, they put on there. Because Central's we're close to eighty seven we're on eighty seven. Yeah. I protest. You protest, okay. <laughs> I didn't wait. I got the points. Yeah, you got the points though. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's protest that one. I'm gonna give you the points anyway, and we'll talk to whoever wrote these questions. <laughs> yeah, mental note: don't shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> don't right. look a gift horse in the mouth. Okay. Okay, Dave, it's your oh, category. Yeah. Well, so um, let's uh, let's do some uh, Joko Library jumble. Let's go 400. Because I feel like we're running out of time. Yes, I believe so. We might get the buzzer any second now to go to Final Jeopardy. All right. Uh, Between 1883 and 1929, this Scottish-American business tycoon donated the funds to start 2,509 public and academic libraries in the United States, many of which bear his name. Charles? Charles? Is that... Who who is... (laughs) Who is... Andrew Carnegie. You got it. Wow. Nice. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, th- Joko Library Jumble 300. We celebrate Johnson County history with a Throwback Thursday post each week to promote this educational partnership between Johnson County Library, Olathe Public Library, Johnson County Museum, Kansas School for the Deaf, Overland Park Historical Society, and more. <laughs> Dave, I write these every Thursday. <laughs> Joko history. Got it. 300. And, uh, uh, yep, the producers are signaling me. It is now time for Final Jeopardy. We are going, we have Charles going into this with 1,400 and nice. Dave with a commanding 2,900. But Ooh. still, any is, is he going to run away with it or is he going <laughs> to risk it all? Well, we'll have to find out when we so. come back. and those other genres. Welcome to Wheel of Fiction. I'm going to be your host for this game. My name's Charles. Why don't we go around and introduce all of our contestants? I'm Beth, Beth Atwater. I am the fiction selector, but my boss says I can call myself the Empress of Make-Believe. I am Helen Hokinson. I am a reference librarian, and my boss has given me no such permission. <laughs> Hello, Charles. My name is Greg Windsor. I'm the Reader's Advisory Reference Library. Yeah! Okay, welcome to all of our contestants today. So as everyone is aware out there, Wheel of Fiction, we are going to be talking about books, primarily from the adult collection here at Johnson County Library, but there are a few other age ranges of books thrown in. So you might get a teen or J book even. These are primarily fiction genre books, but there are a few other nonfiction genres thrown into our wheel of fiction. You will receive one point for the correct author and one point for the correct title. And if you're unable to respond 
one of the other players may attempt to steal. Okay, so if we're ready to begin, let's have our first contestant spin the wheel. Okay, so we got number 12. Number 12 is a fantasy book. So, the description. This fantasy memoir follows the exploits of a woman who rejects gender stereotypes of her Victorian society and chooses to become a naturalist who studies dragons. And we're looking for the title, author, or both. It's obviously Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. That is a guess. (laughs) Probably a wrong guess. Now, is this directed at a certain person, or can anyone buzz in? Anyone could buzz in with your name to steal if you believe Helen was incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a great book, but I am not familiar with this one. Any guess I give would be a guess, but I am going to guess Anne McCaffrey in one of the Perth books. Dragon Riders of Pern? That That is Brennan? a good guess as well. She does write books about dragons. This one was actually Marie Brennan, A Natural History of Dragons. Ooh. A lot of naturalist mm. illustrations. I remember that. that. I remember yeah. the cover of that book. It's like a like an anatomical illustration mm-hmm. of a dragon. It looks I, really interesting. Exactly. I can picture the book. We own the book, but I would not have come up with an answer for it. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we can go on to the next contestant. Number seven. Yes, Greg, a narrative nonfiction. Uh oh. This book, framed around the 1983 World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago, parallels the construction of the exposition with the story of the man sometimes said to be the first modern serial killer. That one would be The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. That is correct. And if you've never read it, it's a great book, and it's also being made into a movie, I think, with uh, uh, Keanu Reeves uh, is yeah. going to play the architect, not the serial killer, although I think he'd make a great serial killer, but uh, yeah. Very good. Okay, so he's, Greg has pulled ahead with an early lead of two points. Let's see our next contestant. Okay. So our next topic is romance. <laughs> this love story matches a man who believes his diagnosis of autism means he will never be able to love with a woman desperate to find a better life. Their time together forces him to realize there is more than one way to love. You got me. I have no idea. Would anyone like to steal? I'm going to throw out a guess. It's not the kiss quotient by Helen Huang, is it? The author is correct, but it is a different... The bride test? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. I won't take wait, for wait. I need to read the rules. Does he get to guess twice if he gets that it wrong the first a, time? That was, 
I was a t- uh-huh. I really shouldn't take the point. But he gets the one point, right? It's the because only he got the author. The, author. the okay, only way I'm going to win is by sabotaging other people. <laughs> <laughs> or by by winning. You're up next. Let's oh god. Go That one is Adventure. In this interplanetary steampunk adventure, our novel has our hero facing pirates, automata, and even some romance on a coal-powered ship to Mars in order to save her family. This sounds more like a memoir than adventure. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) There are some memoir elements. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... Yeah, I got nothing. I can't even make a guess. It's Helen Fielding's Bridget Jones in Outer Space. (laughs) If that book comes out, we're getting that book. I would totally read that. That sounds like a, a lot of fun. So, so no other, no other buzzer? Okay. No. How many so points did I get? That one is Arabella of Mars by David Levine. Yeah. I can't believe Greg got Eric Larson and I got steampunk in space. <laughs> I, got lucky, the wheel. I got a lucky wheel. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, Greg, your next one is Gentle Reads. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Gentle Reads. This enchanting story about a caseworker for magical children and his top-secret mission to inspect an orphanage for six children deemed highly dangerous is full of heart and the magic of found family. Uh, the only reason I'm pretty sure I know this one is it because it was one of our uh, book club picks, and so I see the the cover. I believe it is T.J. Clune is the author, and the title is The House on the Cerulean Sea. Yes. Yay! Yes, All right. you got it. I have heard this book being described as a serotonin hug of a novel. This is one of those things, If the, if your world is kind of beating you up a little bit you want a, just a, a nice charming story this is the this is the one to read it is good i enjoyed it adding it to my tv okay so this one is a crime fiction novel centered around a drug deal gone wrong this Texas-set crime drama pits a local sheriff against a cartel hitman in a deadly game of cat and mouse. I wish our listeners could see Beth's face yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it has, I will also give a hint on this one. It has been adapted to a movie that was has been pretty popular. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Uh, I have no guess. I have I have none, none whatsoever. Take it away, Greg. Um, surprisingly, I would. Be, I'm the, normally a thriller guy, but I don't know this one. It's not. Uh, can't be John Wick. No. no? Okay. No. Um, maybe it, it. Well, that's my guess. But is it? Um, it's not. Um, Craig Johnson is the author. Is it? No. No. What no. is it? 
Uh, it's Cormac McCarthy's No Country for Old, Old Men. Men. Ah. Cohen Brothers. So here's yeah. the thing. Cormac McCarthy is brilliant, and I like to live in a fluffy rainbow world like the Cerulean Sea book you just mentioned. <laughs> yes. So I'm not a huge you Cormac McCarthy not, reader. Right? Yeah. I think there needs uh-huh. to be a crossover. There needs to be a know, Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> no Country for Cerulean Sea, you know, and just have a, have a little bit of crossover here. You might have to toss out some uh, clues. Might have to. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this, is, this is tough stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who picked these clips. books? Okay. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so this one is a science fiction novel. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> this military science fiction book poses questions about suffrage, civic virtue, juvenile delinquency, and war against a backdrop of an ongoing war against a race of giant alien bug creatures. <laughs> I Beth knows it. Uh, you don't? You do. I, I might. I don't. I'm thinking of that movie where they um, sequestered all these aliens and these concentration camps and I can't even remember what that movie's called so it doesn't matter the point is I have no idea <laughs> can, can I take a guess it might do be it. wrong but I think yeah, Greg's got me to clean it up if I'm wrong uh, is it an Orson Scott card book no nope. it's not then Greg's got to clean it up for us the only thing is it is the Starship Troopers by Heinlein yes okay <laughs> yes it is it was either it was my first thought was Ender's yep. Game but then Beth cleared it out for me, so yep. you know I think we, we may have to share the points on that one. No, it's fine. We're just <laughs> <laughs> let's just all acknowledge that, that Greg knows also, what he's doing. Yeah, no. I was thinking of District, District Nine. Nine. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. Pull. And yeah. it's not the kind of movie I would watch. I only watched it because somebody I love wanted to watch it. Yeah. You know, I'm not. That yeah. was really nice of you to say that about me, Helen. Okay, this one is a relationship fiction. <laughs> In this poignant novel, an 85-year-old woman is planning to end her life on her own terms when newfound friendship with a 10-year-old girl and her widowed neighbor make her question if she is ready to say goodbye. Is it Eleanor Oliphant's Is Completely Fine no. by Eleanor Lippmann? no, no. 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 Oh! <laughs> that is incorrect. Yeah. Would anyone like to steal? No, I, I, do, I don't know no this one. I just know that it wasn't Elef- um, <laughs> Eleanor <laughs> Elephant is completely fine. <laughs> she knew it was wrong. That's true. No. Read, read it. Okay. An 85-year-old, 10-year-old. 85-year-old woman who becomes friends with a 10-year-old girl and her widowed neighbor. Is it like Colonel Pettigrew or something like that? Am I am I completely off topic? What is it? I now the, I'm curious. The Brilliant Life of Eudora Honeyset by Annie Lyons. Ooh. I knew it was not Major Pettigrew. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've never read that book, but it sounded like it <laughs> might be. I love that book, but that's not what it's about. Oh, okay. The cover <laughs> looks somewhat similar to Eleanor Oliver. It might have been what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Both really good books. Not we the wanna, answer. We'll like do one turn. more spin here. Six are almost at the Look. This one is Another Gentle Reads. 
in this story, set in a neglected Scottish estate house, five people come together on the shortest day of the year, and their lives will never be the same. I get nothing. It sounds like it should be up my alley. Someone said Scottish, and I was all in, but... I think mm-hmm. the, the key to this one is the they come together on the shortest day of the year. So is the title Solstice? It is, yes. But that means I still know nothing about the book. You just gave a really awesome hint. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've established we all need clues at this point. So, yeah. I don't think so that's going to help that me. one is Winter Solstice, and it is by Rosamund Pilcher. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, Rosamund Pilcher, one of those classic, classic. you know, because yep. uh, mm-hmm. he reads. Yeah, I was actually, book. after Beth, I was going to guess Summer Solstice, and so I still would have not gotten a point. <sighs> It's okay. All right, moving along. That was it. That was it. Yep. So I, will I guess total there's up no comeback for me. I feel like we don't need to. Like Let's just say Greg won. Everyone's a winner. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we all got to talk about this. Thanks, Carlos. Thank And we're back with Final Jeopardy. Final Jeopardy. The category is history. History. Oh, my. Okay. All right. Go ahead and write down your bids. Well, how much do I have? Uh, We currently stand with Charles with Uh $1,400 and Dave with $2,900. Oh, okay. All right. Using my math here. Okay. All right. I got it written down. All right. On my podium. I do as well. Yes. All right. Here we go. The question is, this library has more than 167 million books and approximately 838 miles of bookshelves. Wow. Okay. I got mine written down. How about you? Yes. Time to reveal. All right. Go ahead and start with Charles. Mine says, hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) And I wagered 1,399 points. <laughs> that is incorrect. The answer is... Well, I, I have well, First, oh, we'll have to go, go to... Yeah. We'll, go to, we'll go to Dave. What is... I said central. Oh, I'm sorry, but that is also incorrect. And what was your wager? Zero. Zero. <gasps> the, tr- the correct answer was the Library of Congress. Oh, hmm. okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. They always uh, save the so tough ones means- for that last question. <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much for being our host. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. It was was excellent to come on and host Jeopardy, a lifelong dream of mine. Yeah. And and the the wonderful thing is for for now and forevermore, I will be known as the Did You Hear Jeopardy champion. That's true. I mean, until we have the the (laughs) tournament of champions and Ken Jennings comes in and just wipes the floor with us. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. We might have to return to doing some more Jeopardy and uh, bring in some librarians. Ooh, Find out who, who, yeah. It's like, I, I know a, they're a very competitive bunch. They will absolutely come in for Jeopardy. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very You're much. welcome. It was a pleasure to be here. Well, you've done it again, you 
have wasted a perfectly good hour listening to Car Talk. Wait, that, that's the wrong episode. <laughs> yeah, it's the, that's the wrong program altogether. That's true. Yeah. Um, did you have fun? I did. I did too. Um, I feel like the sneaky thing about these two episodes is all the learning that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, I, I felt like putting together that Wheel of Fiction. Yeah. Now I have this bank of books that I'm like, oh, if oh, people yeah. come up to me and ask for an example of this genre, then... Yeah, and you know, like when I was putting together the uh, the crossword and the word search, mm-hmm. it's like all those different databases, and uh, it's. I think I don't feel like you could have answered uh, the crossword without actually going to the website and and doing a little digging. That's true. And so, for those of you that uh, you know uh, did that for our last episode and submitted your um, crosswords and word searches. Good, good for you. Yeah, we appreciate we appreciate your active listenership. Well, now that we've gone through four games over the course of two episodes, what was your favorite? I really actually liked Library Password yeah. a lot. Yeah, even I, though you didn't win, even though I didn't I'm win, very competitive, Charles. <laughs> it was it was fun. Yeah, I actually so I had not seen Password. Oh, so I I looked it up when you toss that out there oh, as an yeah. idea for a game yeah and uh just watching some old clips on youtube what, i was like oh betty, that's a betty white? that's a great game betty white was uh well known for for her participation in password <laughs> yeah i i don't know if she must have been famous in some other regard and they brought her into password but i don't know yeah. um yeah enough about password uh i would think my favorite was probably the Bluff the Librarian game. Mm-hmm. Although, uh, boy, our librarians uh, sure did a great job with Wheel of Fiction today. They did. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to say it, but that's that's it for the Library Lowdown Quiz Showdown. That's true. Well, we'll stop, we'll stop yammering, and uh, we'll see you next time. This is your library insider. Did you hear? 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 Did you hear?